Hello, nice people. Welcome to episode 69 of Talking Jacks. I am joined on this nice evening by Ben Goshorn. Ben, how are you doing? Are you recovered in the last half hour? Um, I, I, I think I finally recovered from the last game about uh, 9 or 10 o'clock this morning. Um, <laughs> and now 9 o'clock, roughly. 9 o'clock tonight and you are uh, back in the pit of despair. Yeah, I, I, th- I think I'm a bit of pit of despair and a bit of like crawling my way out of it and understanding that just... Unfortunately, sometimes this is the way things go. Yeah. And like you kind of said, this is a nice way of describing our season, the way this game kind of went. I mean, it's every, it seems like I can't, I don't want to go back and count how many times we have not won the game after being ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know this this one and Tampa are the ones I could think of where we were up multiple goals and either drew or lost. But I mean, just last week against Pittsburgh, against uh, Indy eleven away, like uh, who else? I mean, it's just like you can just name one after the other of games that we took the lead and CFC away didn't finish the job. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, it's an entirely unfortunate because going into this game, for those that may not know, um, we're technically not eliminated. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just we are... accept and embrace the the <laughs> now the you reality that we are in. Okay, um, that's funny. The reality I should have embraced a while ago. <laughs> but we uh, into this game going into it, we we basically needed a win to. Not necessarily control our destiny, but not have it entirely outside of our hands, essentially. Um, with a draw that we got today, it's not all but out of reach, but it's out of reach. Um, I think it is out of reach. Oh, well, I guess it's, we haven't been mathematically eliminated. You're right. But I, yes. it, I think we might be in that situation that Penn FC was in coming into the match where... They're not mathematically eliminated, eliminated yet, mm-hmm. but there's no possible way they can get above the line. And I think that's where we're at. Because, uh, you know, with the tiebreakers being wins, with uh, several of the teams that are ahead of us playing each other, so there's no possibility of them both losing or both not getting points. You know what I mean? Yeah. I th- so I think it's I just... Think I, I'm only... not going to sit here and do the calculation. Um, yeah. Because... Uh, I I think <laughs> we've been out of the playoff race since we lost three nil to Bethlehem at home, and I know that was a yeah. while back, but that was the night that I was like, okay, this team's not good enough to make playoffs, and they're not going to. Um, now I, that's probably the more that's probably a little bit on the too pessimistic side, whereas you're probably on the too optimistic side. So if you combine our our <laughs> when we lost our hope for the playoffs, that's probably. Yeah in the middle is probably where you probably should have lost your hope. So most, most folks probably fall in there. Um, but you know, before we get into that, let's, let's talk about the game because, um, like we said, we were ahead two zero, and we started off fantastic. I mean, we played so well through the first 30 minutes. 
Yeah. I mean, we we had a. I mean, we did allow one chance for on a set piece off that went off the bar. Um, yeah. Maybe that should have been our warning shot. Uh, and they had, they had a couple decent opportunities to start. Yeah, nothing um, crazy. I mean, they, yeah, their social media, whoever runs their Twitter, tweeted the the highlight of uh, the absolute screamer that they had in the first half that Miller saved. It was not an absolute screamer. I, that's why you're making what? that face. If you could see Ben's face, it would. This would make a lot more yeah, sense. Yeah, I, uh, I was hoping you could see my face because. In my mind, a screamer is a unsavable shot that goes in the back of the net, breaks the net, and or at least one yeah. that's not um, like I don't know. It was it. I don't know. It wasn't a particularly impressive shot. He just he shot it right at the right at Brandon Miller. Um, yeah. But but whatever. I mean, we then created a really good chance that Gebhard did not put away. Uh, but Zayed was aiming on the spot and, yeah, you know, slammed it home from about 40 yards because the mm-hmm. keeper was not even in his own goal box at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think he made, he made it look way easier than that shot was like the, he just did it so nonchalantly, but I mean, yeah. he took it right out of the air on the, you know, on the volley. It was an impressive goal. Uh, I it imagine that will probably the make a lot that he that he hit it with was like oh he may he may have just like completely messed that up but yeah. like i think you were about to say that was a really nice goal yeah um everything considered um it, it was a, a phenomenal hit um very nice composure and everything else because it, when when gebhard was with, had that opportunity and essentially flubbed it. Do you think he flubbed um, it, or do you think... I think he was taken a little bit surprised by the keeper being off his line. Because he didn't really pick, have his head up. Um, like, when he first gets on the ball, he's mainly focused on getting to the ball, because it was out in front of him a good bit. I just don't think he expected yeah. the keeper to be as close. I, th- I think he expected to have time to kind of mm-hmm. pick his head up find the goal and then place his shot. But then he maybe saw that the keeper rushing out and maybe he did rush it a little bit because he could have just dinked it over him at that point. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know I if think he his just quickness surprised him as well, because I think what the, Gebhard yeah. intended to do was just a quick little dig past him. Yeah. And he did a light little pass and then either go down for the, the, I, I don't even know what would be in that situation. If the goalkeeper took him down at that point, one V one, but regardless, I, th- I think that's kind of what he intended to do. And honestly, the keeper made a, a great move, all things considered, cons- especially considering the placement of the ball and whatnot. Yeah. But still, hats off to, to Zayed for putting a perfect strike there. Um, yeah, it was it was impressive. Uh, and that'll probably make your precious goal of the week list, I would think. I do. If it doesn't make some <laughs> list of something... Um, I had had a phenomenal game tonight. Um, he did. He, um, he was, he was awesome. It's a shame. There was a moment really early on that kind of scared me where I felt like he should have put a shot on target and he didn't quite do it. But I mean, he still got the two goals. Um, yeah, really composed goals. I mean, yeah, the second goal, the second goal was just as impressive of a team goal. Um, 
mm-hmm. you know, Alex's original pass to Gebhard was fantastic. Uh, yeah. And Gebhard's run was really smart. You know, he saw the space and he and Alex, uh, I don't, you know, that was good. Just a good reading of the game and everything. He And then he put in a good ball back across. You know, I think he was aiming for Jorge. And yeah. Jorge did the the right thing by by dummying it because then he left. I mean, Eamon had a he had a tap in essentially. Um, he kind of yeah. took an extra touch, but he had all day to finish it. Uh, just mm-hmm. a just a really wonderful worked team goal. Uh, it's funny how we start scoring those when Jorge comes back because <laughs> yeah. before that, a lot of our goals had been more. Uh, individual efforts moments of brilliance so to speak when he was out mm-hmm. uh but when he's ba- been back in there's goals, been a lot yeah. more one two passing around the box uh leading to 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 good chances um but then uh you know the game kind of turned when duckett's shoulder popped out of socket and then he had to come off for a minute and pop it back in and then from that moment on he was not the same, at least in the first half. He seemed to recover. You know, I don't know what happened in the locker room at halftime with his shoulder, but yeah. for the last, you know, 15 minutes of the first half, he was really laboring. And, you know, we, we got exposed on a set piece. Um, Duckett couldn't jump because probably his shoulder was flopping around. Um mm-hmm. And, and his man headed it in. You know, it happens. Um, I don't know. You can question. I don't know. You can question why yeah. he was left in a one-on-one situation, or, but I don't know. I don't really know what to make of that of their first goal because I think if if Duck's shoulder doesn't pop out five minutes before that free kick, he probably heads it away. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because the game was really decided in two 10, 11 minute stretch um, time periods for both mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't just close out the half. Quite frankly, um, moving to the next goal, which was speaking of not closing uh, out. Yeah, um, it, and it's tough too because Miller. Whether or not they were quality shots, I suppose, he was still making tremendous saves. And I would think yeah. had a handful or so saves against Penn FC. He had um, he had like seven, I think. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was a really good effort by him. And it's Well, we left him on an island towards the end of the game. <laughs> no pun intended. Um Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole game was played on an island. Um Yeah. Literally. But um sorry <laughs> i can't get over that um but but when we kind of when we were going all out to get a goal over the last you know 20 15 20 minutes he had to mm-hmm. make some saves and we had to make some last ditch defensive efforts but yeah. overall i think he was fine he didn't i didn't see him make any huge mistakes um no. the biggest issue i had with the second goal is that nobody closed down the guy on the ball. Uh, so the ball comes out to him, 
and and we've talked about this with a few people offline and you know the argument was you should uh i was saying you know somebody should close them down jorge kind of closes them down but it's more of a half-hearted thing uh kivon just stands still and, and and watches alex stands still and watches uh i would prefer someone not just stand still or half-heartedly close the guy down uh and and because the guy put in a brilliant cross I don't want to take yeah. anything away from from that. That's but if that's the top part is he he and they were really good at that threatening. They they were really good at doing dipping and they noticed the space that was there. Unfortunately, well and and also um, Duckett was was still not healthy. Um, but but mm-hmm. I just I don't know. There's you know Kiffy was covering the space in behind. There's three players close enough by and two who are really close by who could have closed down and put a little bit of pressure on him and not given him the time and the space to pick out the perfect space right behind Duckett, yeah. you know, between Duckett and, and Joel Johnson. And, yeah. and again, maybe if Duckett's shoulder's not bum, maybe he, he's able to jump with Kosana and head it away. Um, but... I don't know. It just seemed yeah. like somebody should have closed him down. That that was what I saw. Um, yeah. I mean, but like I said, brilliant cross, good header. Uh, way too he was given you know he was given way too much space. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I would so. definitely. Somebody needs to close out that space because you can't give a player. You, you can't allow the offensive players that much space to really pinpoint across like that to a player like lucky Kosana. Yeah. Um, I mean, essentially their, their best player more than likely you can make the argument in a lot of ways, I suppose, but probably their best player, a quality player, someone that's, that's been shown shown that he's been able to, to finish opportunities. It's yeah, it was tough. And uh, going into halftime, halftime doesn't bode well for Jeffrey's style of play very well. I, I mean, I think the biggest thing I noticed That's is... That's not good. Something yeah. that happens literally every game doesn't yeah. bode well. No, it, it's... It, I feel like we controlled the game pretty darn well. Um, probably the best we've controlled a game on a on a baseball field all season. If you take away uh, that 10-minute stretch, yes. Yeah. And, and, and we, because, well, I'll... I take issue with that a little bit because we okay. kind of lost control at the end because we were yeah. we were in a little bit of panic mode. Um, yeah. Because we get... I think we... We had some d- decent chances... In the first part of the second half, I think O'Brien had a shot that was saved. Yep. Um, I'm looking at our shot chart. Gebhard had that chance. They got deflected out for a corner. I think it was off of uh, a corner, maybe. The yeah. one where he was kind of at the front post and and he 
it may have been a save or a deflect. I can't exactly remember what happened. And then you had mm-hmm. the one where Zayed, um, yeah, got the got the shot blocked, and then it was eventually saved. Uh, so, so those were all ch- pretty good chances created in, in, in that first part of the second half. We also had two moments where we overpassed in the box, and I think both of us were heads were going to explode because at that mm-hmm. point, I mean, at that point, it was. You know, Zayed passed to Jorge, who passed back to Zayed, who passed to Alex, who then passed back to Zayed, and then it yeah. ended up, you know, we didn't even get a shot off. When mm-hmm. all of those players had the ball in or around the box and had an open lane to shoot on goal. Yeah. And then I think the same thing pretty much happened again on just on the other side of the box, on the right side of the box. Uh, and I just wanted just someone pull the freaking trigger yeah, we still for the for all the desperate, you know, all the things we talked about where, uh, you know, we had to score, we had to win. We only took eight shots. Oof. We were outshot nineteen to eight, and you know you can argue yeah. that some of those shots for Penn FC were not quality, but fine. I mean, some of yeah. them weren't. There was there's one from like forty yards that went you know way over. I don't know if it was early in the game, but. Yeah. They had eight shots uh, on target. We had four I, shots I, on target. Like, this is yeah. Nineteen is kind of a. I, I've I've grown to just despise the total shot, to, because no, I, I'm not I'm not arguing that we should go out and just shoot blindly because I don't think yeah. that's effective either. But when you have mm-hmm. chances in and around the box, just take them. Yeah. Like there is a meet. There is an in between that you can find between not shooting enough and trying to pass the ball into the net and, and then shooting wildly. Uh, yeah. I think we saw an example of that. Alex took a really wild shot on a volley like yeah. five minutes after one of those sequences where they tried to pass the ball into the net. That was like showing mm-hmm. the, t- the two opposite ideas that we're talking about right now. Where yeah. You can be and too wild or too, or not wild enough, you know? And you, you think he could have fairly easily crossed or passed the ball to Zayed and given him an opportunity, especially since he had the hot hand or head or yeah. foot or whatever you want to call it. Um, just in, in it, it just, it felt like we couldn't get a rhythm. The more no, we got especially, that things weren't going yeah, towards way. the Once we made the Cato um, sub, we lost all rhythm. Um, yeah. Because I think, weird. I think one of the reasons we lost a lot of our rhythm is because O'Brien is is that guy in the midfield. Yeah, he's he's, he's the guy. The he's the replacement essentially. Well, he's he's the the metronome, so to speak. Yeah, and so we didn't have our metronome, and so we 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 were off time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that I, I understand why you I, make I that sub. That too, it felt like there was a displacement in the midfield. Yeah, no, and I and uh, I totally see wanting to bring on Cato and and, mm-hmm. and not not wanting to bring off Gebhard because Gebhard was shredding them. Gebhard yeah. played excellent. So I under, mm-hmm. I totally understand why you make that move. Uh, yeah. But I think if you, you know, if we can play hindsight 2020, I think maybe you just do a straight swap for Alex Martinez for Cato. Um, yeah. Because I think Alex is a good playmaker and a good facilitator, but I don't, he's not that he's not, he can't do quite what O'Brien can do in the middle of the field and control the game. Um, 
But I like like I said, I see why you do that move, you know. Because Kato is Kato can be like Gebhard and just absolutely shred people. He had a yep. he had one chance that he just touched the ball a little too far in front of him mm-hmm. uh and, and the keeper was able to come out and get it. But he beat his defender badly. So yeah, I, you know, you want to get that dynamic guy on the field. It just didn't quite work out because we when we brought him on, we lost something in the midfield. So and then yeah. you know by the end we were playing ping pong because you know little field the in the field was in awful shape, so the ball was bouncing all kind of weird ways, and mm-hmm. both the game was both really teams stretched. Couldn't get their footing. Yeah, the game um, was really stretched. It was. It, it got I mean, there was what crazy four or so stoppage time opportunities in the the first half alone just for players injured or down on the field or yeah in the second half there were several stoppages i don't know where they got i mean i'm not one to typically complain about stoppage time you know it's usually never long enough uh but i don't know how you get three minutes from a game that had four yellow cards and five uh five substitutions in the second half yeah, that's tough. I, I that, mean, and, and there were several stoppages in the second half, way more than three minutes worth. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm certainly not blaming that on the loss. Uh, we lost the game because we lost control of the game over the last 10 minutes of the first half. You know, if we control that sequence of events, even if we go into the half 2 1, yeah, things are looking much better than, you know, having all this momentum, playing really well in the first 30 minutes, but then you know, having it all go right down the drain because, you know, we lost focus for 10 minutes. But like we talked about off the top, that's kind of been the the story of the season um, is little stretches. I don't know. So, sorry, been talking a lot. No, totally okay. It's uh, unfortunately where we are currently – I say just embrace it. Don't, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's uh, the realization that October 13th is probably going to be the last game of the, the independent season is starting to come to fruition. It's, uh, yep. yeah, I've just, I've, I've decided to embrace it and uh, well, understand that, that it'll be all right. to our first listener question Ooh. from your roommate and friend chris davis my friend too uh ben still doesn't want to admit that we are eliminated from the playoffs he's going through 87 (laughs) if this team does this and this team loses by three goals there's a chance dot 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 what do we got to do to talk some sense into him sounds like i may have talked the sense into you over the last 20 minutes what do you think are you still are you are you resigned to the fact that we're not making the playoffs or is there still a little a little glimmer of hope the, the the hope that basically anything is in our hands is now gone. I mean, if we would have got a win tonight and played positively and controlled them, if we would have played the first 30 minutes, the remaining 60 minutes, I would have been pretty hopeful because technically there is still hope. At this point, I mean, we need six points minimum to even have the slightest, faintest chance. Um, it's just better not mm-hmm. to, to think about it. I mean, like we've kind of talked about, too, 
I don't know that I really want us to go up to Cincinnati and 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 probably get demolished. Quite frankly, potentially lose the Queen City Cup. Um, if we can ride off into the sunset and hold on to that trophy for the <laughs> hopefully ever for the end of time. <laughs> yes, that's a minor silver lining. Um, and there's yeah, it's just. It's a matter of realizing, um, not your destiny. That doesn't, that doesn't work there. But it's a culmination of whether or not we're uh, we're still beatless. We still have. I think they said we had two or three wins and two or three draws in in September. We yeah. uh, we have not lost in our last six games. Oh God! Uh, there is still an outside chance that we could spit, we could end the season on an eight-game unbeaten run, and then and still not make the playoffs. Um, yeah. If you if you would have told me, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you would have told us at the beginning of the season, you know, after we oh, trounced gosh. Ottawa four to one in the opening game, you said, "Hey, uh, we're gonna go on a six-game unbeaten run." With two games left to play, where do you think we'll be in the table? And I think we all have been like, uh, yeah, top four. Are you kidding yeah. me? We're, we're going on an unbeaten run at the end of the season, not in the middle. Um, yeah. It's just we forgot to, you know, do it in the middle of the season. Uh, we forgot to beat in our sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Which we kind of did the reverse of what we typically do. Typically we get really hot in the middle of the season and then crash and burn. And we're kind of doing the opposite. Uh, Somewhat. And and it's, I don't want to call this a beatless streak because I think we, what do we have? Two wins and four draws. Yeah. Like it's something stupid like that. Like it's not, it's not all that impressive. It's, it's good that we haven't lost, but it's not like we're setting the world on fire. But it just yeah. kind of speaks to how the team has been this year. It's been, yeah. you know, it's something you we can say before, we didn't. We haven't had a full ninety. Yeah, really. I was just gonna say you you yeah. you brought up a good point. If we'd have played the first thirty, uh, played the rest of the game like we played the first thirty minutes, we probably win four zero. I mean, not just to yeah. double the score, but like three four zero, maybe four one, something like that. Uh, but how many times can we say this season that we played well for even 80 minutes? Even I can 60 think, minutes. I can think of one game where we can say that we played well for 80 out of the 90 minutes. And that's when we beat FC Cincinnati 4-1 at home. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably other games that we played that we just play, put in a complete performance, 90 minutes, start to finish, no drop-offs. I just, they're not coming to my mind right now. Yeah. Um, but that I mean, kind of, I mean, that just kind of tells the story. We haven't been able to do it does. for a 90 minutes, and we haven't been able to do it for 34 games, or 32, we're at 32 games now, but, you know, so to speak. It's just been, you know, the, our performance in-game has kind of perfor- has mirrored our performance throughout the season. It, it, it's, it's, yeah. it spikes. It's, it's up and down. It's up and down. It's up and down. Mm-hmm. It's, we score a brilliant goal. We give away a goal because of a simple bad giveaway or not marking on a set piece. You know, it's it's just these this uh, 
yin and yang, but you don't want yin and yang in terms of results. Uh, yeah, you, you don't have double digits potentially in all three win losses and draw categories and typically make the playoffs. Um, can we, are we, I don't think it's possible. It's not because the math doesn't add up. I was going to say yeah. it would kind of be perfect if we finished the season like 11, 11 and 11. Oh because yeah. I was just thinking about that. We're too like our, our team this year has like, is like the definition of mediocre. Yeah. So it, you or, know, or if we could consistent, I'd say mediocre is very negative. Maybe no. accurate. mediocre is mediocre means neither good nor bad. Yeah. The, the the dictionary definition of mediocre is of only moderate quality. Is that the Webster's? That's the one you that comes up when you put in Google. Okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll agree with that. That I guess of that's, only that's or okay. Here's Webster. I'll give you Webster's. Okay. Of moderate or low quality value, ability, or performance, ordinary, so-so. Ugh. Well, you're not wrong. I, um, it, <laughs> it's not yeah. the nicest term, but it hasn't. I mean, it's a, it's hard to say when your results are or when your result line is almost the same amount of wins, losses, and draws. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean you're not wrong. I mean it's. I know that's harsh, but. It, hey, it's 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 time for reality to, to come crashing down for all of us, um, whether we're, we're ready for it or not. But I mean, you, I mean, you look at the 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 five through eight teams. A number of them have multiple digit or double digit losses this year, but the main difference is number one, they have double digit wins and and twelve or more essentially, but they've also have far fewer draws as well, and, yeah. and that's when you especially when you have an opportunity to close out games and and win games and you you get one point as opposed to three it adds up yep um, they add up big time i don't even i don't even want to begin to look through the games that we had a lead or lost a lead or lost i don't want to do it either i'll probably points. i'll probably do it at some point yeah um, but right now, because I don't want to do it. could have obviously been very different, but uh, but it's not. Um, let the the cool, calm wave of uh, where we are and and who we are as a team come rushing over you. Um, yeah, one win and four draws in your last five is uh, not quite. Uh, playoff worthy i suppose when it's your back's against the wall moderate quality <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> uh let's move on yeah uh, there are a couple more questions um well not really wesley just says i just hope they come ready to beat carrie or no yeah, it says, I, I, I hope they come ready to beat carrie too i'm not sure <laughs> what that means carrie but, also no, like the no. number two, like as if they uh, were an MLS two team. Oh, maybe he's referencing the courage. That's uh, probably what it is. Uh, Wesley's a big courage fan. That makes sense. Oh, I don't know. That's kind yeah. of a slight on the courage. I don't want to. I don't want to slight them. They're they're incredible. They're the best women's team in the world. Um, That's true. 
All right. Well, that wraps it up because you asked yourself uh, if you would cry. <laughs> and we're 30 minutes into it and you have not cried, to my knowledge. <laughs> so if you did, it was like a one solitary silent tear. Yeah, which that would be about it. I feel like that would be more appropriate than like sobbing. (laughs) Yeah, you don't you don't want to sob on a podcast. That's just embarrassing. Sobcast. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sobcast sounds far better than crycast. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well. Wow. What's up? No, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say. there, there won't be another podcast between now and uh, the Rowdies game. Unfortunately, the Rowdies also had a home game tonight. We kind of referenced it on the podcast, I think. Uh, yeah. Or maybe maybe that was before the podcast. I don't know. It's late. Uh, <laughs> it's not that late, actually. It's only 9.45. I'm just an it's idiot. It's late for us old um, men. It's at 9.45 at yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, go, gotta go to bed, y'all. Um <laughs> The Rowdies also had a home game tonight, so uh, none of their podcast people were available to chat yes. with us. Um, and I will be at the U.S. Women's National Team game tomorrow night, so I yeah. can't. We can't record tomorrow. So totally I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a road win on Saturday in Tampa. Jorge Herrera is going to score like five goals because he didn't score any tonight, so he's got to make up for that in mm-hmm. order to catch Dan Kelly this season. I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy the game wherever you decide to watch on Saturday. Uh, enjoy responsibly. And come on, you jacks. Yay!